fam, and welcome to the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast, and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. Each week, we'll be sharing stories from people who have had firsthand experiences with MLMs like Beachbody or Body, and examine the questionable tactics used by some of the leaders in these companies. Please note that some of the content we cover may be disturbing, and we encourage you to check the show notes for disclaimers. Our aim is not to bully or harm anyone, but rather to educate and shed light on the truth. This podcast is not just an anti-MLM podcast. My goal is to help prevent others from falling into the same trap I did being a part of an MLM for eight years. Please keep in mind that the guests on the show are sharing their personal experiences and opinions, and the information provided is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice. If you would like to share your own story, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at callsherylhine at gmail.com or feel free to DM me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hine or on my personal Instagram at Cheryl S. Spears. So sit back, relax, and get ready for an eye-opening episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any of the valuable insights and personal experiences shared by our guest. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hey fam, that you're listening to the Call Cheryl Hine podcast, and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Christina. She is an avid Instagrammer that I have become friends with over the past year during my journey of leaving Beachbody. I believe we also share the same journey. She's also left Beachbody as well. And today, we're going to hear a little bit about her story. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm a little tired, but I'm good. Yeah, I feel like. So I'm Christina. I am an ex-Beachbody coach. I was an Emerald coach for two years, but never got paid. Yeah. Because they sent my out with a wrong name. So I never actually got paid. Didn't make much commission anyways, but I was an Emerald coach for about two years. I did it just because it was fun. It was something that I could bring to my community. Just kind of help and inspire people. I really didn't do it for the money at all when I did do it. And I left Beachbody last year. I canceled my account in February and technically my account ended on March 2nd. So officially out of Beachbody for a year as of March 2nd. Yes, congratulations. Um, But mainly what I wanted to talk about on today's podcast was how for me personally, the food, the nutrition part of it Mm -hmm. went completely downhill. And that's the reason why I left Beachbody. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's back up just a minute. How you said you were in Beachbody for two years, right? No, I was an Emerald coach for two years. I wow. have been in Beachbody since 2014. Oh, wow. Same as me. So, okay. You're, you're a veteran like me. So were you a coach the entire time? No, I was a coach only for that two years. And then my okay. coach, if you listened to my interview with BC, 
Uh-huh. The coach that I was with, the gentleman that I was with quit uh-huh. and I got okay. put underneath of somebody else and I didn't like it. I didn't like the, their, try not to be mean, but I didn't it's like hard. their values. You know, I really didn't care for your values. But how, how is being mean? How is that being mean? You didn't care for their values. There's no reason for you to feel like that's mean. There's a lot of, I've had a lot of people attacking me lately. So it's kind of, I'm trying to. Christina, you understand. Welcome. Welcome to the club. Yes, I do understand. (laughs) But this is what I, in the things that I have learned, and maybe this can help you and it can help others. You know, I just had a, an interview right before you with Jacqueline. She's a therapist, right? And she was like, you know, your feelings that you feel when you leave Beachbody are valid. Anger, being pissed off, you know, grief, like sadness, almost feeling like you're neglected, feeling like, you know, what do I do now? But anger is, is one of the main things. And when people on the internet try to say that we're mean because we speak up about what we saw and the behavior that we were a part, that we were a part of, and not only that we saw day in and day out and that we continue to see there, I believe there is a motive behind that. I don't think that anybody that has really left an MLM, okay? I don't think that somebody that's really left an MLM or a high control group like Beachbody, because it is, it's a high control group. I don't think that anybody that has had those same experiences can naturally come to you and say, when you're angry about the way that you were treated or angry about what you see and how they mistreat others, I don't think that they would tell you that it's wrong for you to have those feelings. The only people that block you from having those types of feelings are the people when you're in an MLM because you are supposed to be positive all the time. So your feelings are valid. If if you are pissed off about your former coach, if you are mad about your former coach, if you're mad about something you see on the internet, it's okay. And just let those people, they're just going to be angry. There's a reason that they're angry. We don't know why, but don't let, I, I had to really take that to heart. I had to do some deep soul searching and be like, it's literally not me, it's them. I mean, literally. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. I just wanted to say and that I to you. understand that it's them. But you also got to remember that this, I'm a small YouTube channel. Yeah. I've got a total of 42 subscribers on my YouTube channel. I'm a very yeah. small YouTube channel. And this is somebody that has thousands of followers. And they're bullying oh, you? It's, you know, their followers are, their it's all, can we cut this part out? at all let me let me pause it okay so this is what i want to say we all know that when we're part of an mlm right 
we're, we're in there, we're in the community, we're in the group. We have the people. When we leave the MLM, we are blocked. We are put on a do not contact list, do not engage type list. I want to tell everybody from here on the podcast, if you are in an MLM or not, and you are ever told by anybody on the internet that you should not talk to somebody just because they don't like them, that's also kind of cultish behavior. I've never been in a situation where I've been friends with somebody and said, you can't be friends with that person because that seems icky to me. So, Christina, I just want you to understand that if you you or anybody else are experiencing that, that's not right. You know, I think that the people that if they are telling you to do this, that maybe they should question how long they've been out of the MLS or if they're also still acting like they are in the MLM. Because what we do here is to share, to bring light to misinformation, right? And to bring light to deception and to bring light to what the coaches actually mean when they tell you whatever online. And, and it's not meant to bully or harm anyone. And if somebody is bullying you on the internet because of who you're in contact with, those people really need to go to therapy. Really need to go to therapy. I agree 100%. So I agree. With that being said, well, we've opened up pretty, pretty hard and heavy. So you were in Beachbody from 2014. You finally became a, a Emerald coach. And what, two years ago, you said? Oh, no, the I last became year. an Emerald coach that year, too. No, in 2014. Oh. So you were an Emerald coach the entire time? to 2016. I was an Emerald coach. And it, but I didn't do no work to be an Emerald coach. I was in Alaska. I lived in Alaska at the time. There was somebody in Wasilla that wanted to be a coach. And there was somebody down in Homer that wanted to be a coach. They contacted me. They were like, we want to sign up as a coach, but we don't want to deal with anybody, blah, blah, blah. We just want to be a coach. And I was yeah. like, all right, cool, whatever. Whatever. Okay, they signed up underneath me. I did They didn't contact me. They didn't want no contact with me. They wanted to do their own thing. I was like, cool, whatever. So from 2014 to 2016, I was an Emerald coach, but I never received any of my commissions because Beachbody sent out my check under the wrong name. Contacted them, got them to fake that they sent it under the wrong name again. Did that? So you never got paid. And I was great because I don't even really, I mean, it was like, a $100 check here, a $160 check there, a $200 check. It wasn't really, to me at that time, my aunt was making $80,000, $90,000 a year. So I didn't care about that money. It was just extra money that I was putting in. I was doing what I wanted to do. I was helping people. I was running three groups that weren't like these three groups you see on other coaches run. I was mm -hmm. actually running real free groups. 
talking about nutrition, but not like their nutrition. I was actually talking about like the benefits of nutrition, about nutrient-dense foods and about eating a whole food, like not necessarily a whole food, but eating all foods and all that. And um, then the portion fix came out and I was actually really held for the portion for my views on the portion fix because I was one of those people, and back then it wasn't a bad thing to do this. I was somebody that could take real, regular, everyday food, bacon, hot dogs, wings, things like that, and make them actually fit into the container without changing them at all. And I was being great So how did you, I mean, I, I mean, I think that, I think that we all did that at some point, but I never shared it, to be honest. I would be like, because if I shared it, then I felt like I was a fraud and I wasn't doing it correctly. So that's just me though. Not saying that you were a fraud, you know, but I like the fact that you were able to share it out in the open and be like, look, I'm still receiving good results with it this way. Me, on the other hand, I'm back here showing a salad, but not showing that I ate pizza along with it, you know, even though I lost. I had real trigger warning. I had really good results early on in my beach body career because I was not only doing the workout programs, but eating 1200 or less calories a day. And I was running, walking, or biking four miles a day, every day. My first program was T25. Okay. That was basically the only thing I did was T25 and I walked about 10,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten into running yet or any of that. I actually just had surgery on my shoulder. So, okay. I was kind of coming back out of surgery and stuff, hadn't gotten into running or anything. And I modified the hell out of T25. I mean, funny, funny enough. <laughs> did you, when you were doing your recovery for your shoulder surgery, because I had shoulder surgery as well. And oddly enough, I also did T25 after my shoulder surgery. Did you feel like that that was rehabbing your shoulder? Or did you feel like looking back now, should you have been doing those workouts? The way I modified them, I made them to where they worked with the, with the workout. The, like I did my push-ups off the wall and stuff. Things that mine could be. I think of the word yeah. physical therapist. I'm like, yeah. physical therapist had already instructed me to do. So any of the upper body workouts, I actually modified to work with my PT, yeah. work with my physical therapy. So yes, okay. I do think it, it really benefited my physical therapy. But if I had followed along with it the way I was supposed to, you know, the way it's written out, I don't think it would have. See, and, and, and I'm cool. glad. Yeah, that does. For me, it does because I did the same thing with, because I was also in, in, in physical, my physical therapist, because you have certain shoulder exercises that you already have to do at home when you are recovering from shoulder surgery. And so yeah. it was, you know, push-ups on the wall is one of the things that they want you to do because it helps gain strength back into your shoulder. And so I did the same thing, but I feel like for me, and I'm not speaking for you, uh, for me, I feel like I pushed it too hard only because on days that you ha- I had physical therapy, I would still go home and still work out. And we know 
yeah, see, that was my disorder behavior because when I would go home, I, I would go to physical therapy and then I would be like, oh, okay, today's a double day for T25. I'm only going to do one today because I had physical therapy today, which in, in general, I should have just skipped that day because that's too much on your shoulder. You just got out of physical therapy and they do intense work on you. I never worked out one. I never worked out when it, I always made sure my rest coincided with my physical therapy day and uh, never did the double dose. They only did one or if I was sore because I usually have it the day before the double day. If I was sore, I would skip that day entirely and take a three day. Yeah. That. See, you're, you're a lot, you're a lot stronger than I am. When I very first started out, I was still that's also when I very first started out with Beachbody and I was still in the mind in the sports medicine mindset that I have been in for since I went to rehab for yeah. eating disorders. So, you know, the whole, you got to fuel your body, you got to do this, mm -hmm. you got to do that. Because, you know, I was in. I went from 306 pounds at 15 years old to 83 pounds at 17. Wow. I was hospitalized. I went to a very unorthodox hospital that I went to and they didn't just cheat. They actually taught us about nutrients, about nutrition, about calories in versus calories out. How, to, if we did want to lose weight, how did you correctly and everything. Uh -huh. And then I got into beach body and I kind of used that for the first year, I'll say, until yeah. our program came out, 21 Day Fit. And that's how did, everything started to go downhill for me. Yeah. How did, so I'm going to, I mean, trigger warning, I'm going to guess that you had anorexia or bulimia or both. Anorexia, bulimia, or versa. What's a versa? No, no, anniversa is like meaning you have both anorexia noversa is anorexia. Okay. Anorexia is bulimia. Anorexia bulimia noversia is means you have both. Okay. Basically. So, you, so you had both. I mean, that's you lost a tre a tremendous amount of weight early in your high school, but when you after you went to, through that and then Beachbody comes into your life, how do you look at portion fix and not, and be okay with it? Like, how, how does that work? Because I had, I was in a very bad place mentally. I had gained 80 pounds after gaining back. I had, okay, so I guess we should rewind a little bit. I was actually put on Octavia by my doctor. Okay. And that's how my eating disorder started. When I you were 15? 15, my, when I was 15, my doctor told my mom I was going to die, blah, blah, blah. Back then it was called Metafast or something like that. And I got on Octavia. After Octavia... Because it was only covered by my insurance with a copay of $40 a month. It was only covered for a year. So mm -hmm. after that year, we couldn't afford it no more. We're... I come from poor. 
I come yeah. from the definition of piss poor. My family used to drive piss to Karen Heights. Like, yeah, I come, I like, our rent was $400 a month growing up and our electricity was getting shut off every other month because we couldn't afford it. Like, yeah. we're poor. Yeah. So my mama couldn't afford that. She could have barely afford the $40 a month. Yeah. I mean, just to buy the three books, which weren't covered at all, just to buy the three books, my mama begged, barred, and stole everything she could to buy me those three books. Wow. Because she thought that's what would help me. And after Octavia, I, my brain, I don't know, I just kind of was really disordered. And I went to this thing where I was only, I was eating 12 times a day, every hour, but I was only eating a hundred calories. Uh-huh. I would literally have little baggies of food. And that's yeah. how I ended up getting down to 83 pounds. I don't remember exactly how much my lowest weight is. My mom tells me, because I was really out of it at that time. My mom tells me I was 83 pounds. My sister tells me I was 87. Wow. So I don't know exactly when it was, but I was hospitalized. And then I got put into treatment. Okay. And then when I gained weight back, when I gained back those 80 pounds, for me, it was really like triggering. Yeah. Because... Oh my God, I'm going to get back up to a hundred. I'm going to get back up to 306 pounds. I promised myself I would never go there again. I would never do that again. And kind of just kept going. And then, like I said, I started T25. And when I was doing T25, I was still eating. I was eating about between 1,800 and 2,100 calories a day. And yeah. I was seeing great results. You know, I was seeing great results. And then... Adam's program came out and I saw the containers and I was like, oh, this will make it more simple. Less work, more simple. There we go. Here we go. And that's how I was okay with it because at that point I was already in a low spot. I had already gained back 80 pounds. And 80 pounds from 83 is, you're only 163 pounds. I went from 114. I got up to 114 pounds and stayed at 114 pounds for 10 years. Well, see, still, so 80 pounds. So you didn't gain 80 pounds. You gained, what, 50? Because you're no, 82 pounds. And then I got, I gained weight in order yeah. for during, sorry, my brain's all jumbled and trying to talk about this really is. You're fine. Triggery, not, not triggering, but it's like, I know it needs to be said, but it's kind of like, oh. Yeah. So I, I went to treatment. I got out of treatment. I was 114 pounds. I okay. stayed between 114 pounds and 120 pounds for about 10 years. And when I met my enough. ex, and it still wasn't enough. And for you. I gained 80. I'm so sorry. Like, this is so, this is what I think is another. This is why I really just believe that Beachbody is so bad or any of those health and wellness MLMs. You already have a path with eating disorders. You shouldn't be allowed to be a part of a program that's going, that is known to cause eating disorders. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And see, that's the Mm -hmm. before, like when, 
I'm going to say, I know a lot of people will disagree with me on this, but before AutoH program came out, before the 21-day fix program came out, there were great calculations. You were actually eating food. Yeah, there was, no, you're right. I don't, and you know, people might disagree, but you're right. And you got, like with body beefs, you got a whole meal, like a whole like recipe book. And it, even with and 21 day fix, or not 20 day fix, T25, even 25, with T25, yeah. his little on the go meal plan. And then yeah. he, even in there it, and like referenced back all over and over again, if you're still hungry, eat more, add eat. in another 200 calories and, and wait two weeks, add more calories, add more calories. It yeah. referenced that over and over again. Eat your proteins. It's your lifting weight. Yes. Yeah, I mean, did you know? Did you know that the original, very first original 21 day fix book, when it came out, actually said that that program is not to be followed for more than 21 days and that you're supposed to eat at maintenance afterwards? Yeah, I remember I had that book. Yeah, no longer says that. No, it doesn't. So that's my point, you know, all in all. I don't understand why Beachbody has to go into the nutrition part at, at, at all. Like they could just be a workout platform and that's it. They don't need to, to touch on why. Why do we need to mess with nutrition? Why can't we just let people that are professionals actually mess with nutrition? Like why? Exactly. And I kind of have to disagree with some of these new pro programs. They don't Which make programs? sense. They're not helpful. Let's see. The last one that I did was nine week control freak. Oh God, yes, that's horrible. That's a horrible program. That's the last one I did. I was injured every day. The last one I did was nine week control freak. Before that was ten reels. Yeah, yeah. I had it was a push, shitty program. I had to push myself. I don't know if you've seen me talk about it though. At ten we ten rounds was a program that. I was so hyped up because I loved Court of Force. Court of Force was fun. I was able to, you were able to box and do like MMA type stuff. Like I enjoyed Court of Force with Jericho and Joel. It yes. was fun. And then, so I was like, yeah. And I loved Les Mills when it was, when they were with Beachbody. And I even like them now, even though they're not with, of course, even more now because they're not with Beachbody. But they had the Les Mills combat where you would do like MMA type fighting and boxing. And I enjoy yeah. that. 10 rounds comes out. I was so stoked for it. I, how long is that program? Do you remember? How many weeks is it? I think it's 10 weeks. I'm going to tell you, I know it took me double the time to finish it because I hated it that much. You finished it? I did. I can I but let, let me tell you how I finished it. The only reason I finished it was because we had this pro, we had this so I tried to do it. I couldn't I couldn't get through it. It was making me mad. I hated the move. The way that Joel teaches you to box is bullshit. And I don't care what anybody says, he's not a boxer. And it's and it's it hurt. The whole time, like, my lower back was killing me because I wasn't keeping good form. But nobody's telling you about your form because they don't care about form and beach body workouts. They just worry about you punching and kicking and doing stupid stuff. 
So the only reason that I finished it was because we had a a contest going on within our group that if you hit Success Club that month, then you would get to do a live workout with Joel Freeman on oh. on Zoom. And so I was like, well, I got to finish it now. You know, I've got to finish it. I've got to go in there and actually push play. And so I can say I finished the whole program. And so that's the only reason I finished it. And that's the month that I signed my dog up for challenge pack so that I could get win the success club and be able to do the lab workout on Zoom. Yeah, I see that's. I couldn't finish it because I I know boxing. I've done, I've worked with actual, you know, worked in a boxing gym and stuff, the actual trainer. And I couldn't do it. Like, he'd say something and my brain would go, huh? And then I'd look at it and I'd be like, oh, he means this. But then every time he'd say something, I was just like, that's not what it's called. That's not what it is. Yeah. I... Yeah. driving me crazy and then also the fact that like you said my back hurt and i've already got a fractured vertebrae in my spine mm-hmm. so i'm you know one round slip away from being in a wheelchair basically yeah and that right there it was just too much it hurt so bad and at one point i think i was like two weeks in and it took me out for like three days and i was like nope i can't do this no more wow I was about two weeks in, and I was like, nope. So you said that after the ultimate portion fix, everything started to go downhill, or 21-day fix. What what happened with that? Like, where did you start to go downhill from that? Technically, you said don't read after the ultimate portion fix, because Mm -hmm. the 21-day fix came out, and I was doing, things were great. I really loved it. I was, you know... In the original book, it tells you to eat more food and blah, blah, blah. It tells you kind of like the old school T25 and those nutrients. They tell you add more protein, add more vegetables. It was a big about finding where your balance was. Yeah. So when I first started, I started out in plan A. I worked my way up. I ended up being in plan C. Okay. You know, according to, you know, eating for, I was still losing weight. I was full all that stuff i was energizing myself not energizing but you know yeah pushing myself mm-hmm. and all that and then like i said i was sharing how to do it with real food hamburgers pizza things like that and i was sharing and i was getting a lot of praise for that because people wanted to know how to do it like that yeah and then the ultimate portion fix came out a couple of years after that and after that, people, it was like foods that were not demonized before started getting demonized. And then things slowly, I started getting a lot of hate. Yeah. For, you know, oh, you shouldn't be eating hot dogs. They're processed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm still getting results and I still stay within the container count, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. it was just from there, it kept going and kept going and kept going. And it was like, more people were getting so I could see this I could see it the pages becoming more like trigger warning my anaphores 
more like the Anna forms from the early 2000s. Do you know what Anna is, right? No. No. Anna forms are anorexic forms for people that are anorexic to help each other to thin spell each other. Mm-hmm. To help each other lose more weight, to become mm-hmm. skinnier, to show more, to it, it, it's a very toxic place. Yeah. Like yeah. very toxic. And yeah. that's when I started seeing was that beach body was starting to become more like that. And then yeah. I had to quit everything for a while. I wasn't allowed to work out for a little while and everything because in 2018, I had a atopic pregnancy. Trigger warning. I guess I should say trigger warning for losses, miscarriages, and all this. Yeah. Um, but I, in July of 2018, I had an atopic pregnancy. I wasn't allowed to work out or anything for a while. And then right after that, I had a chemical pregnancy. A what? A chemical pregnancy, it's where your body thinks it's pregnant, but it's not. And it forms a sac with no baby in it. I have never. I mean, I've heard of that, but I never knew that that happened on the inside. Your body. Wow. Our bodies are. Your body will form a sac with no baby inside of it. What happens Uh, then? I just, you just miscarried. That you just miscarry the sack. And then right after that, I actually got pregnant again and miscarried on Christmas Day of 2018. And then mm-hmm. we found out in February about our miracle baby, mm-hmm. February 15th. And we were both really like, huh? Because She's actually technically a, med- a medical miracle from what our doctor says. She's a one in a million chance. We conceived mm-hmm. her before I miscarried. Yeah. Before I completely miscarried, while I was miscarrying, we conceived her. Wow. So she's technically a medical miracle. Wow. But during that whole time, I wasn't allowed to work out. I was on bed rest because of my history of miscarriages because I had had 13 miscarriages previous. So that was, you know, I wasn't allowed to work out. I wasn't allowed to do any kind of nutrition or anything. Plus with her, I was puking. Excuse me. I was puking fucking 10, 15 times a day, even with medicine. Wow. I gained a total of five pounds while I was pregnant with her. So did you have just like some type of, because there are some people that have really bad, like sickness. It's called grave, grave, oh, I can never pronounce it. I know what you're saying, but I don't know how to pronounce it either. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, GD. Yeah. Everybody else calls it GD. And on your medical terms, when you see it's abbreviated to GD. Yeah. 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 So you weren't allowed to work out or do anything like that while you were going through this pregnancy because, I mean, you had to try to make this one a viable one, right? Yeah. Um, 13 miscarriages is a lot. That's a whole lot to deal with. I can't even imagine. Was your, was your team, was, were they supportive of you? 
at that point, I didn't even have a team or nothing. I was just, what about your just, At that point, I wasn't, like I said, at that point, I quit being a coach in 2016. So I wasn't even a coach at that point. I was just mm -hmm. doing the workouts, sharing things. I had my own fitness groups for free that I was helping people. Mm -hmm. I figured if I wasn't getting, like, I understand, like, I didn't care about the money, but if I wasn't getting the money, why should I do it? Especially after I came back down here to California, mm -hmm. um, I had nothing. I didn't have mm -hmm. the money to keep going and all that, mm -hmm. you know, it, costs a lot of money it really does yeah it was one thing that i was very conscious about because i do come from a poor background is i knew it cost a lot of money what i was doing yeah i even though i wasn't doing shakeology because i'm allergic to it i was doing energize and i was buying shakeology but i was giving it away in prize packs oh you know, I was running my little groups where, you know, you didn't have to have a transformation, but I ran pretty much like a raffle where I would, at the end of the month, those who participated, even if you walked for five minutes a day, you mm -hmm. were still, like, you could still win one of the prize packs that I did. And I gave mm -hmm. away little things, you know, like, it. well, you remember the Black Friday sales where you could get programs for like 10 bucks yeah, or super cheap? I took advantage of that, and that was what I did. Those were my prizes for people. Okay. Yes. A lot of people that I was helping, they couldn't afford it. They yeah. couldn't afford $50 for a program. So, hey, you know, and then I also had, at that point, I had T25, Slim and Sync, and another program that I had on, like, a library thing where if you live near me and you wanted to try the program, and couldn't mm -hmm. afford it i had two of each one so i just give them to people bring it back to me when you're done you can't afford it right now i understand that because i come from i you know my background i understand not being able to afford it yeah and even even then you know i could have uh, at first I was saving money. I was saving change all year long just to buy my next program. Even though my ex had lots of money, I was still trying to show up. I was still in the mindset of, bitch, you're broke. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I'm disabled. I'm disabled and I only make $1,000 a month. Yeah. Disability doesn't pay for it. No. No. You can live off a disability. <laughs> mm -mm. I mean, I know you understand. Yeah, been there. Believe you me. My husband was on disability for 10 years because of his back. He still should be on it. I, I am. That's the thing is I can't get a job with my mental issues. I can't. My, yeah. I'm. Like, actually, I have multiple personalities. Okay. And I have a lot of, I learned how to work with them, but we also have agoraphobia. Uh-huh. So, even just going to the store once a week. Yeah. Is hell. Like, I go to the store, by the time we're coming home, my heart is racing. 
uh, my heartbeat is at 160 beats per minute because I'm literally freaking out. Yeah. And I've worked very hard. I've worked very hard to be able to live a somewhat normal life. But yeah. the dreams of me, like the dreams of me ever getting a real job, yeah, I know are are, are impossible. Like I come yeah. to that. It took me 30 years. I'm 35, going to be 36. But it took me 30 years. Well, we'll say 20 because I wanted to do, I wanted to be a mechanic mm-hmm. since I was 10 years old. Yeah. I wanted to be a mechanic or a chef since I was 10 years old. So it took me that long, 20 years to realize those dreams will never really come true. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never be able to work in a restaurant. And I will never be able to work for Mack trucks. I will oh, never that's... be able to work on a Mack truck. That's super cool, though, that you had those aspirations as, as a young, you know. I don't know your pronouns. What are your pronouns? They, them. Okay. So as a young person, it's cool that you had the aspiration to be able to to want to work on Mack trucks, you know, because in our day, you know, a little quote unquote girl wanting to work on Mack trucks was kind of frowned upon, right? Yeah, it was, but I was in I by that point I was in the garage I was in the garage working on cars by yeah. that point. I was already yeah. working on cars and everything else by that point. So So when we're because we come from about the same generation, so you were considered what they call a tomboy is what what they used to call yeah yeah Uh, yeah so so once you once you ended up having your beautiful baby what what caused you to go back into Beachbody again because I knew it was something that worked that I love the workouts like I love T25 I love Insanity Max 30 I loved Lift 4 I loved Core to Four because there was a mm-hmm. lot of programs I really liked. Some of the really older programs like Slim and Six was so much fun and just mm-hmm. like kind of like reminding me of Jane Fonda vibes, you know. Yeah. And Core yeah. Four reminded me of Tybo, which I used to do. Yeah. When I was, I loved Tybo when I was a teenager. So me you know, too. it was kind of. A, and I got back in it, and it that's about around the time when they redid redid the ultimate portion fit yeah and i was looking through the food list and i was noticing that some that stuff was changed things Uh had changed and it started looking really disordered to me and then i got into the groups i got you know i was in the groups the bod group the ultimate portion fix group and all that and i was seeing other people tear people down for eating like somebody posted they had wings and they tore off the skin and just had the meat of the wings and they had just eaten the meat and they were like proud of themselves and they got tore down because that should have been chicken breast you're not supposed to eat wings you're only allowed to eat chicken breast you know you're not allowed to eat any of the rest the food. It started- it's the food hierarchy it's good food yeah, bad food. food like you have good grief good vegetables and the lower tiered vegetables. Yeah, and I was starting to see these hierarchies really come to play. And then my last straw was they announced the gut protocol. 
Yeah. That was my last straw. The gut protocol was my last straw. And I actually looked, I got on, I seen the announcement. Uh-huh. I was reading it. I went, oh, no. Yeah. This can't be, like, I cannot be a part of a cult. Am I a part of a cult? Yeah, like, you are. It's a fucking cult. Am I a part of a cult? Like, that's where, and I literally went to YouTube and searched, is Beachbody a cult? Yeah. And I found, and I found Cheeky Chanel's video. And from uh-huh. Kiki Chanel's video, I found Deanna Mims. Mm-hmm. And from there, I found CeCe Suarez. And then one night, CeCe, CeCe said something about DC, yeah. from uh-huh. DC speaking out and blah, blah, blah on a live that she was on. It was, I think it was actually the same live where she goes off on Queen. I haven't seen this. She, she, I think she might, but I think it's the same live where she went off on Queen and she mentioned DC, how DC was talking out against, I think, Young Living or somebody back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. and she recommended that she said DC was going live mm-hmm. soon and she recommended us all to go over to DC's page to support her. Mm-hmm. And I went over to DC's page and then that's how I ended up finding you and Jen and Amy. And Amber. Yep, and Amber and everybody <laughs> else. I say you and Amber and everybody. That's how I found yeah. you guys. Yeah. So over the past year that you've been out of Beachbody, what have you done to try to heal some of the things that you learned while you were in there? Well, one of the first things I did was just kind of take a break for a few I mm-hmm. didn't work out or anything. And then I talked to my doctor and my doctor, because I need to lose weight. I actually do for medical reasons, need to lose about 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked to my doctor and everything. And my doctor actually put me on Weight Watchers. And what I was is okay wrong with, with doctors. Yes, I know. Why and I doctors okay. just work with registered dietitians why can't they just be like let me prescribe you a right re- let me refer you to a registered dietitian rather than let me refer you to weight watch oh the, that's, that's what happened was i was referred to a registered dietitian the dietitian through the insurance is the one that gave that pretty much was like you get gave us vouchers pretty much gave me a voucher for wow yeah i was through my doctor Okay, so how did that go? I I did Weight Watchers too, and it was wasn't it? I think like Weight Watchers used to be back in the old days, where it was about eating three balanced meals, two snacks, and a dessert every once in a while when you you know when you felt like it, and moving and that type of stuff. The point system has just has become, and I realized that the point system had become just as toxic as the containers mm-hmm. because it went to where you were i mean i understand like there's 200 free foods and this and that on weight watchers now mm-hmm. but it's also that variation of hierarchy these foods are bad where before mm-hmm. and i'm talking before like in the early 2000s when mm-hmm. my mom was doing it and i was doing it as a teenager mm-hmm. 
you know, back then it was a Oreo cookie was two, was two points. You mm-hmm. got like 30 points a day, but an Oreo cookie was two points. Well, now you get 21 points a day mm-hmm. and an Oreo cookie is six points. You know, and an Oreo cookie is now six points. You were on Weight Watchers. How did you find Kat? How did you start working with her? I started watching her videos and, and it was, I was uh, watching one of DC's videos. We were on a live video and she said something about having pro bono spots open. And I said, I'm very interested. Yeah. She mentioned they were doing, I don't remember what they were doing, what she was, DC was doing, but I remember it was a video and Kat was on. I think she was in the live chat and DC was like, she's a registered dietitian, blah, blah, blah. And Kat was like, yeah, I do have a couple pro bono spots open. And that's how I started working with Kat was because I just, how's she helping you? How is it going? It's going pretty good. I've decided I, you know, working towards no longer tracking and no longer being obsessed with things. Yeah. We're working towards intuitive eating. Learning, you know, eating more often and not really caring about what it is. Not necessarily not caring about what it is, but not caring about whether or not it's the right food. If that right. makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. It I know a lot of people sense. want, I you understand that sense, but I know a lot of people aren't going to. Yeah, a lot of people don't get that. I just, I just had the conversation with the therapist, the podcast before you, and I was telling her how my mindset for vegetables is completely screwed i had a sub for lunch and it had peppers and onions and and that's like peppers and onions on there those are vegetables three different types of peppers and onions but here i am thinking that i didn't eat any vegetables because i didn't have them on the side or in a container yeah and that's the biggest one too right there is i am like that was one of the things that I really, that really pissed me off towards the end of Beach Body was people were like, no, if it's not in the container or if it's not on the side, it doesn't count. I'm like, hold up. What about grandma's sauce? Yeah. Yeah. Grandma's sauce is serving uh, vegetables per two tablespoons. So how are you going to tell me that, you know, salsa, salsa has tomatoes, onions, jalapenos those are yeah. vegetables that was one of the things that really started to piss me off towards the end of being in beach body those yeah. are the type of things that really pissed me off yeah yeah so cat's helping you unlearn a lot of the, the diet culture mindset that you've had for the past couple of years well pretty much your whole life is what it sounds like yeah. and i'm glad to know that you're working with a registered dietitian because a lot of people, me included, just tried to say we can do it on our own. And we can't, you know. It's always good to have help. So I could definitely have a conversation with you all day. But I, I see you have other responsibilities other than talking to me all day long. <laughs> yeah. No. With what it's been great. It's been great working with Kat and, you know, I thought, go play for a minute. Mommy's almost done. Go play for a few more minutes. Watch your show. It's fine. I'm going the other way. I'll go away then. You don't want to go away? I'll go away. No, but 
it's been really great working with Kat and I'm learning how to like be more kind to myself and be more kind to food. Yeah, like, I know that sounds weird, but being more kind to actual food, not treating yeah. it like it's not treating it like it's a punishment, but treating it like it's, you know, to fuel my body and everything else. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing that I've done is back in November, I started doing the BeFit workouts with Bernie because I I have a halo band. And actually, I don't know if you know about the halo band. It's an Amazon band. It's an Amazon fitness band. And here, I'll show you real quick. It's just a little band. Uh Oh, sorry. But on the app, you pay $3 a month. It's like $3.99. So it's $4 a month. And you have access to thousands of workouts. There's workout programs. There's workouts, individual workouts. You have access to thousands of them. But because of beef body and everything that had happened, trying to follow an actual, like, Trying to program. follow an actual program or the video itself was very triggering for me. So with the Be Fit workout, it's on my phone, but it's like you have you've seen a little thing that I post in my stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such like that, and you just go in and you check off each one as you do that, and then it has okay. some more rest time and all that. And yeah. One of the things that I really love about it is the fact that in the BeFit workouts, like if something's going to hurt my shoulder or hurt my back, there are other workouts that I could choose from. There's yeah. swaps. So whether it be a piece of equipment or whatever, if yeah. I don't have certain equipment, I can swap it out for something that I do have. What are you doing, weirdo? Like... <laughs> so... The fact that you just said that it's really triggering for you to follow like a a workout program on the TV, it's, I get it. It's really, for me, it's not triggering to follow a workout program like on the TV. It's triggering for me to follow a calendar. I can't have a workout calendar telling me what I'm going to work out to. I go down, I wake up and I say, what do I feel like doing today? And then whatever I'm working out, I still don't even make that decision on what I feel like doing that day. Because then when I'm ready to work out, I'm like, what do I feel like doing right now? And I give myself like three choices because three times a week, I do a boot camp, a bike boot camp that have to include weight. It has to. But other than that, the other days of the week, I'm just like, what do I feel like doing? And I can't follow a program. I cannot follow a calendar. And that's another thing that I really like opened my eyes and was like, hell yeah, about Be Fit was there was a live Q&A that happened and that question came up. Somebody was like, I can't really say to instructors. And she said, she was like, those five days are there. If you come downstairs, she goes, whichever you choose, because it's actually either three, four or five days a week. You get to choose. Yeah, you get to choose, and there is no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's literally day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. Because I'm yeah. on five right now. She's like, if you 
went for a run the day before, did a run, you know, because some of us are runners. If you did a run the day before, I don't see why you would do leg day the next day. You can switch your morale. You can move them around. If you feel like those are your five days, you can do them in whatever order you want to do that. It's pretty amazing that Brianna. It's pretty amazing the difference between Brianna and her her one more husband or ex-husband. Yeah. Because that's not the same mindset that that he's got. No, and the other thing is, like, she, her, uh, so, like, somebody asked if, if they should be super sore, and she's like, well, if you're super scared, go ahead and take an extra rest day, because that's not right. Your soreness would be, you know, normal soreness is between a four and a seven, not a ten. And it's crazy, because we see real highlighting being too sore to bend over or sit down, and that means it's a good exactly. workout. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I just, you know, that's one of the things that I really like about the, it's opening up new mindsets for me, a new mindset for me that it's not an all or nothing. If you need to take a rest day, take the rest day. If you need to take an extra day off, like right now, I'm doing five days a week. Last, last week, Jeremy was home for five days so I took an extra rest day because we went out and did stuff all day long yeah so I went ahead and took extra rest day and instead of getting chastised for that I actually got a message from Brianna saying way to go way to make it work you know it's crazy the difference it's absolutely crazy the difference wow but for me the biggest problem with Beachbody is the nutrition is with Autumn's nutrition and is with Autumn herself I also think that we need to add I also think that we need to add Ilana into that because I have been watching a lot of her stuff and it's just as problematic I do not follow her I get sent a lot of stuff about her I don't really know much about Ilana other than the Strice comment which really pissed me off because she, she, also, yeah. she also demonizes food and, and, hot, and puts them on a hierarchy. She just threw away candy the other day that her children had gotten from something because she said it's better in the waste basket than it is on your waist. Can you send me that so I can stitch that? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, well, it was actually on her story. So I don't, she didn't make a reel. It was her story. I didn't record it. Okay. I was going to say, who, that one kind of makes me mad. And she made, so yeah, she's, I I think for Beachbody itself, I I think that their nutrition programs are absolutely, they're scary. It's so scary. The people, yeah yeah but they need to go back to individualized program if they are going to have a nutrition guidance program a nutrition guide with the program they need to go back to the way they were doing it before like with 
Flim and Six, T25, Body Beast. They all had their own food programs that came with it. I really think that they should take they should take a lesson from like Peloton, Apple Fitness, um, Les Mills, who was already a part of them before, but they should really just get away from the nutrition aspect. They don't need to be the total solution because their total solution is doing nothing but causing people harm. And yeah. the total and a majority of, I mean, we're going to, they're getting ready to add the mindset portion to it too. So I, I really just wish they would just stick with like workout programs or workouts from people that are actually certified personal trainer and stop with the hustle mentality when it comes to working out because that's what they have. They get, they make you, they ingrain you to believe that you have to work out five days a week or seven days a week in order for you to be able to get any type of, any type of, for it to count. I mean, yeah, you don't need, even with their body blocks that they have right now, their body blocks, they have five days of workout. And then on the weekend, it's like rest or cycle rest yeah, or I, yoga yeah. or yoga. And yet the people, then nobody is going to rest. Okay. Before. Yes. And no, I didn't rest. Did you miss those three days? Oh, yes. How many fights I got into on the beach body page because I actually fucking rested. Yeah. No, I never did. Wednesdays. Yeah. Nope. Never did. Never like, rested. Now, after day, I usually did a run or whatever. But I did not touch a weight. I might have went for a slight walk or some stretching on the days off. But nope. do you know how many fights I got into over that shit? Because people are like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. The rest days don't mean rest. They mean do something else also. Because that's their mindset. That's what they believe. They believe that. They believe that it means do something else. Or the fact that I'm not called a liar because I lost three pant sizes and gained three pants doing lift four and not following good program. Wow. I literally just stuck to calories in versus calories out. I was eating about 2,500 calories a day. Mm-hmm. Because I was breastfeeding at the time. So that's yes. about where I had to be. Yeah. And I lost three pant sizes, but I gained three pounds. And I got called a liar. Of course it is. For and afters that I wasn't sucking in. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Like that. And there was, I wasn't manipulating any of my photos. I didn't manipulate everything. But people called me a liar because I gained three pounds. Wow. Wow. I lost three minutes. I went to size six pants. Wow. Uh, well, it was putting the beach body in a bad light because I said I gained weight. And I don't say that. No. I am. Christina, I could talk to you all day. But the podcast listeners... They don't like it when when I go on to almost two hours 
of a podcast. Well, we're at a little over an hour. So what did you go get to share? Let, let me start here. Is there anything that you wanted to share with us today that you have not been able to share? Hold on. So a second. Yes, that's good. I that I know that a lot of people demonize, like, I understand that MLMs are, I don't know how to say this perfectly. All MLMs are bad. And I don't think people, all people that are, that are in MLMs are bad. And I believe that some people really are doing it just for the fun, the, you know, community and all that. Mm -hmm. And they're not trying to push things. And I feel like people that demonize that, demonize mm -hmm. those people and group them in with people like Jesse Lee Ward mm -hmm. aren't doing, aren't doing any kind of a service. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I agree with you. Like there are, I think there are good people that are sucked into MLM. Now, the all MLMs are not bad part. It's the business part. You know, not all MLM pro products are bad. They're not. It's the business side of it. That's the, the sad, the part that is bad is that it is proven that 99%, 99.7% of all people who join an MLM lose money. There has to be an issue. There has, like, that needs to be fixed, right? It's, it's sad. It has to be fair. Not everybody's joining to make yeah. money. So, right. Literally, risk only joining for the discount. And yeah. for to help their family get a discount as well. Technically, yeah. I think I'm still tough correct. <laughs> I think I'm still what? But it's because my aunt to use my discount. My mom wanted to use the wanted the discount. They didn't want to do so. I just was like, here, I'll go ahead and sign up. It's ten dollars a month, and you guys yeah. can have my discount. There you go. But can I? You know, and I like tough work, so I need some. Stuff. Yeah, and look, I'm not dogging you by any means for that. But what I will say is this, because this is something that I also had to learn. Well, I learned. There are dupes for products that are MLM products that are already cheaper, and you don't have to worry about a discount. Does yeah. that make sense? So, oh, yeah, I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm really about to do. I think I'm still a Tupperware rep. I'm not sure. <laughs> check it. It's not like it was something that I checked or anything. It was like, mm. no, I, 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 agree. I agree with you. I don't think that every person that's in an MLM is bad. Like, I have friends that are still in MLMs, you know? Like, it's not the part that I think is bad. Will I tell them? You all realize that you're it, like the business is designed for you to fail. Like, it's designed. It's yeah. not designed, it's designed to keep you as a customer and it's designed to keep the, the you keep them in business, right? Like you yeah. keep them in business. And I think a lot of it has changed towards that over the last 30, 40 years because oh, yeah. with social media and everything, because it used to be like, we're going to use a higher, the little like cult type thing. What do you use cult as a word? But it used to be Mary Kay, okay? Yeah. Mary yeah. Kay. We'll use Mary Kay as an example. I live this block and you live two blocks over. 
Your just- area was your one and a half blocks. My area was my one and a half blocks. Yes. We didn't go after each other's people. We supported each other. And this was something fun that we did that we could just, you know, get out of the house for a couple hours a day. With. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. Right now, people don't, people don't get it. Like your competition, when that's, and I think that's the thing that, that is kind of gross to me when I see somebody be like, oh, look, when I see the coaches shout out other coaches that are advancing or whatever in their downline, I'm like, how many of their customers have you stolen? Because yeah. my upline used to still customer used to take customers for me all the time. You're going to tell me that you know this person that I've known for 20 years? No, you saw them as my friend, and you went in on my Facebook and you friended them, and now look, you know, like come on, I, it's not it's you're your own competition, like. Your upline, your sideline, everybody is your competition. And there, there isn't any ethical business practices around it whatsoever. Is it right? That's where it's what it's become. And that's the issue that I see with it. I don't see an issue with people with like the smaller people who are just doing it to have a little bit of fun. Like I said, I signed up for Tupperware because yeah, my Tupperware rep was like, Hey, we're having a year with no fees whatsoever. Yeah, it's a year with no fee. You sign up, you get twenty five percent discount. I know you like the product, so if you want to, or she's like, I'm not saying to do it or anything. I'm just hey, here's an offer. I know that you like the product. Yeah, here you go. I did it. She never once pestered me to sell anything because she knew I was doing it just for the discount. She yeah. never once pestered me to sell a thing. She made sure to tell me. When the samples were on sale, when new samples came out, so I could get stuff for a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, I could get like a, I think I ended up getting a microwave cooker, one of the microwave fast cookers for like $3. Mm-hmm. They're 180 bucks. And, you know, I think this might be something where we might have to agree to disagree on because I, it's the MLM, if it's an MLM, I can't support the MLM because, yeah you're putting money back into the MLM corporate. It's, it's the company. It's the business practices for me. And, that, yeah, and that's and that's right there. I mean, it's the business practices. It's, it's the recruiting. It's the, you know, the, the top 1% that, that is able to actually make a living off the backs of the people below them. You know, like your, your Tupperware consultant might just be somebody who wants to do it for the discount or whatever, but still, there are she people, had to, there are yeah, people she about her. Everything. Yeah. When she passed away, it was like, it went from this fun group of sharing recipes, like everybody that was on her team, we were pretty much just in it for the discount, just like she was. Uh-huh. And we were just, you know, fun, sharing, loving group. We shared recipes. We shared different little things we could do with the Tupperware, different ideas mm-hmm. for toys the kids toys and this and that it went from that to being kind of like culty but yeah so i mean i have to agree to disagree with you on that i mean that's that's it you know because yeah for me it's it's and i get it i don't hate anybody that's still in an mlm and i don't i have friends that are still in mlm but i don't know it's the business practices for me I think 
I think that's what it yeah. is. You know, that's, um, yeah, that's kind of where I was agreeing with you is I went from that group to her, her upline's group, and I seen a whole different toxicity. Yeah. And that's the thing, I see. you know, you, you see, like, and those, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, that could be a whole nother podcast. But yeah, you're right. So what type of advice would you give someone who is being approached to join an MLM right now? I would tell them to look at if it's something that they already like and they already and they don't want to make money. If you want to do it for something that's just fun and have a little bit of extra fun, do, you know, I can't necessarily say Beachbody because Beachbody wasn't really like Tupperware, mm -hmm. Pampered Chef, you know, stuff like that that has and you already use the products and you want to do it for fun. I say go ahead and give it a try, but remember, but the biggest thing to remember is this is not something you're going to get rich at. This is not mm -hmm. something you're going to make money with. This is something that you're going to be investing in to have fun. You will invest money into it in order to have fun. Do not do it as a way to make money. Do it as a way to have fun, to connect with people and to just have fun. Do not do it for the money. There, there are other groups that that can't that you can join that you can share recipes and have fun without joining an mlm you do know that yeah. right okay yes i do okay. but if you're seriously set or what i thought you yeah. meant like if somebody's seriously set on joining an mlm or okay. wanting to join okay. an MLM, yeah if you're dead set on joining an mlm do not do it for the money right exactly it's not a get rich quick scheme at all it's not a get rich quick scheme it's not a get rich at all scheme no you are guaranteed are to lose money. Okay. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Is there anything else that you want to share or are we good to go? The only other thing I would like to share is if you're struggling with your food or your nutrition, please seek professional help. Mm -hmm. And please do not feel like, please do not feel like you need to follow these strict diets that are coming out, yeah. whether it be Beach Body, Prove It, or Juice Plus, Isogenics, Herbalife, any of them. Please do not feel like you need to do those type of programs in order to lose weight. Please speak with a professional, whether it be your regular doctor and, mm -hmm. and asking to be referred to a dietitian. Or finding a dietitian on your own, but please speak to a professional. That's the yeah. biggest thing that I say. All right. Well, Christina, I appreciate you coming on to you know the show. I will put your information into the show notes for everybody else. And I thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. You're thank welcome. You. I'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 All right, Pam, thank you for joining us on the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast. We hope you found today's episode informative and thought-provoking. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating or review. We'll be back next week 
with another episode, so stay tuned. If you have a story you'd like to share on the show, please do not hesitate to reach out to me at callcherylhine at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at callcherylhine or on my personal Instagram at, at Cheryl S. Spears. We always welcome new voices and perspectives. Again, thank you for listening and we hope you'll tune in next time. Until then, take care and stay safe.